Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to Justine Lackey. Justine, what do you do for Base Beauty? I am your finance director. You are. Um, and we've known each other for, is it 10 years almost? It is. Yep. So That's Justine's been with time. Base Beauty from the beginning. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what it means to be a finance director? Um, what does it mean? To, well, you know, I, I work for several small businesses. So what it means to be a finance director um, can vary from place to place. But, um, you know, with Base Beauty, we handle everything from soup to nuts in our office, whether it's the billable stuff or payroll, watching the project budgets, uh, profit and loss statements, making sure that you're staying profitable and healthy and happy and that Base Beauty is on a healthy trajectory, um, making sure that we're prepared for taxes and staying in compliance with all the different, you know, bits and bobs and laws and things because New York State is really complicated. So, yeah, that's what we do for you. When I say we, can uh, be in a team. <clears throat> so, um you know, we're about the same age and we've both been, you know, having careers um, for quite some time now. Um, what is it that you're looking for out of work these days? Oh, low stress. Yeah, everything everything is about the easy button. Um, you know, so uh, making sure that systems are in place, so processes flow easily, uh, making sure that we're working with great people so that communication is seamless and um, they're having a great customer service experience and, and I'm having a great client working relationship. Um, you know, I think that that is really important. Um, like you, I have children and, um, I don't want to be going home at night, stressed out about things. And when I leave the office, I want to leave the office. And when I come back, I want to be refreshed and ready to go. So you just did something really interesting that, um, I admire quite a bit and you took a sabbatical from work. Mm -hmm. Um, I did. Oh, you know what? Um, taking a sabbatical is a skill. <laughs> that was like my big takeaway from taking a sabbatical. I think, um, you know, it's not part of our general culture, our general work culture, certainly not in, in New York City um, or the surrounding areas. But um, like you, my company, Good Sense, is coming up on its 10-year anniversary. And I was thinking, you know, well, what do I want to do? Um, for myself. And um, I just decided that I didn't want to work for a while. Um, I've worked really hard um, for the past 10 years, and I just wanted to take some time for myself. So um, it worked really well. You know, we have a, like, base, our base, our companies are very similar in size. Um, and the company was at the point where it could run without me. Um, and it did. I mean, I um, I worked a little bit every day. There was just little things, you know, a customer question that had to be answered by me or a financial issue that had to be taken care of or um, certain things, but um, it was a very interesting experience. So you and weren't too able short. to, yeah, but you weren't able to completely disconnect. I did for, I did for that like initial 10 days. Um, but 30 days is a long, is a long time. Um, and that's actually what I mean by like, you know, taking a sabbatical as a skill. Um, last year, Last July, when I was on vacation, I took email off my phone. Um, I had a 
I was making dinner and I had this email come in that made me really upset. And then I was just cranky pants with my family. And I decided I was like, I don't need email on my phone anymore. And I took it off. And it's like one of the best decisions I've made for my life. Um, mm-hmm. And when it came to the sabbatical, I think that's, that's the other thing. Like, I think that maybe I would just turn over my smartphone to my office manager and just like give, give her that because there's, you know, it's like the phone that my children text me on, but it's also the phone that clients can get in touch with me with. Um, and I would also have my office manager lock me out of email because even though it's not on my phone, um, it's such like a part of our daily routine. So all of a sudden to like mm-hmm. just stop doing something that you do every day, 30 times a day, um, is pretty jarring. Um, so that's what I actually do think that it, it's, it's a skill, especially for entrepreneurs who are super engaged in their business. Um, so I think next year when I take my next sabbatical, I'll be much better at it. Um, I really felt so excited about this idea of sabbatical because um, I long to really step away from the business, not, you know, forever, but for a time period where like, I'm really, really, really disengaged and disconnected. Um, I know my team can handle everything. I mean, I'm really in charge of business development, so that would slow, obviously, but or outbound business development would slow. Um, the team could handle the inbound stuff. But um, you know, I I'm really envious of this idea and I've been thinking about it a lot. And I can say that like for the first time in ten years, like my spring vacation when we went away, I think like to Disney World or something, um, I really didn't check any email. You know, I didn't have um Maybe it's to a different trip in Florida, but anyway, like there was a there was a seven day period where I knew it was the first time in ten years where I really really didn't have any work stuff at all, and um, like it's hard but exciting, and I so wanted it, and I finally had it, and I was so grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a discipline. Um, you know, the the way that we work and the way that we interact with technology and the way that we interact with um, interpersonal communications in our professional life is it's basically on demand, right? Um, and so to really shift that, to totally turn it off is, um, it's a radical exercise in, in discipline. Um, and, and I think that we're going to start to see sort of a cultural shift now. I think we've started to see it over the past three years. Um, and I think we're going to start to see more of that, um, where people are just really pushing away and saying, nope, you know, I'm off now. I'll, I'll, I'll check in with you when I'm back from my vacation. Um, right. <clears throat> And people are okay with that. Whereas before, I think like, you know, if you weren't available at seven o'clock at night to take a call, you know, you were, you were not professional or you were not, you know, playing the role of big business. Um, And I I just don't think that that is the cultural narrative anymore, or at least maybe it's just, you know, you know, what you think about, you bring about, um, that's just at least the people that I'm interacting with now. Um, Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I have some team members uh, who are new to the team, like new to working in a really entrepreneurial, small, virtual environment and new to working with me. And um, a team member said, oh, I'm going to be away for two weeks, but I'll do X, Y, and Z on my vacation. I'm like, why would you think that you need to do any of that on your vacation? Like, I, you know, I didn't ask for it. No one's asked you, like, why would you even think that? And it's just like, you know, been um, indoctrinated in her over so many years of being in giant corporations that um, when you're on vacation, you're not really on vacation. Um, exactly. It's not the first time someone uh, yeah. said it to me. Like <clears throat> it's, it's, it's something I've had to, as new people come to me, you know, from the, the world outside, I've had these conversations over and over again. Um, 
And I'm like, no. We just have, like, we had a team member leave for three weeks, and she wrote this autoresponder and ran it by me. And I'm like, this is not a vacation autoresponder. You're basically telling people that you'll talk, you know, you're checking and respond to them once a week. I'm like, you're gone. Just, you know, don't set the expectation that they're going to hear from you while you're gone. You know. Right. And don't want to hear from them. <laughs> like, uh, right. it doesn't, I mean, at least at Base Beauty, it doesn't win you awards if you're working on your vacation. Like, that's like idiotic to me. Like, what, I, I, when I'm on vacation, I don't want you to call me. You guys can figure it out on your own. Like, I, you know, I don't think that Base Beauty will crumble because I'm not there to make these mm-hmm. decisions with you. Um, so you shouldn't feel that way either. Um, but, you know, they've, these people have come, you know, um, from all these other different types of jobs and all different types of bosses with that kind of built-in fear that, like, if they don't do this on vacation, that they're not part of the team. Um, right, and, and I think it's going to be – it's a slow burn of a change. Uh, I don't think that, you know, that sort of attitude of protecting your personal time and space has, has yet hit, say, Silicon Valley. Um, but, you know, I think in the smaller – smaller businesses, solopreneurs. Um, I, I think it, I think it is, um, it's, it's bubbling up. People are realizing how important it is. Um, it's funny when, when people come to work for good sense, one of the things I ask them to do is design their dream job. You know, if you had your dream job, what would it look like? And that could be anything, you know, working three hours a week or 30 hours a week or, you know, nine to five or 10 to three or 12 to nine. Um, We don't obviously honor everything, but it always gives me an idea as to like what that person values and sort of what, (coughs) what really their dream job is. And that's, that's, I think to me, very important because we want our team members to come on here to stay. And so if we can actually support them in creating that environment that they, they consider their ideal work environment, that they're, they're going to be here for a while. Um, which is obviously what we want, what hopefully they want to. Yeah, I was talking with somebody um, just the other day about, you know, team structure and being in a virtual business. And um, she said it would be really hard for her to work in a, like from home or from wherever, like she needs to be around people. And it just made me think about how um, the team has grown and evolved over the past 10 years. It's like people that come to us are craving this, right? They like, really want something different than what they've had before, right? They want someone asking them, like, when do you want to work, <laughs> right? Um, versus here's when you're going to work. Um, they want the flexibility to, you know, take their car to the shop or take their child mm-hmm. to the doctor's appointment um, and not have to be operating out of fear, you know, to do it. Um, and, you know, I don't think about it a lot because it's just our way of life and it's been my way of life for a long time. Uh, but it really is so incredibly different from how most people were, you know, that our team, oh, God, like, yeah. everyone on my team, they're just like, they're independent. Like they, they know what their work is. They know who they need on the team to do the work with, and they know when things need to get done and um, they can plan the work around the rest of their life. And it, the rest of their life doesn't suffer because of it. It's, it's, it's I guess, well, I you think, know, reminding me it's incredibly unusual. Um. I think it is unusual, um, but I think it's really important. And I think that um, I've certainly read things about sort of happiness studies um, or satisfaction studies where people, you know, the more autonomy they have over their lives, um, the happier they are. Um, you know, so uh, 
I think it is yeah. important to give people those freedoms. That said, <clears throat> I think you have to be very clear in the communication about what is acceptable and what isn't. Um, for example, sending a client an email at 2 in the morning is not acceptable mm. because then it sets mm-hmm. the expectation that they're going to get emails at 2 in the morning. I don't care if you draft the email at 2 in the morning, um, if you're all of a sudden up and that's your peak working time, but um, in terms of like out, out facing um, like the, the corporate culture that we represent to the outside world, um, that just, that's not, that's, if if we start to do that, then it looks like we're a 24 hours, seven day a week business and we're not. Um, and in fact, that's one of the things that we tell people when they come on into the firm is, you know, our, we work general business hours Monday through Friday um, because communicating that to the clients is also important. Um, so then the expectation is set and, you know, they're, they're not dissatisfied if you're not emailing them at godly hours of the night. Yes. I do remember a time when we were in negotiations with a, potential client and I like actually needed to say crystal clear out loud, we do work during business hours um, because she just uh, couldn't wrap her head around why we wouldn't be on the phone with her at nine 30 at night all the time. Um, and, and I you think know, new business owners are like that because they're, they are working that way. I was certainly working at all sorts of hours um, when I first started. Um, but I think more seasoned people understand that that's a reasonable expectation. So before we um, conclude our session, I wanted to ask you a question about where brains meet beauty, because this has been our team slogan for a while, and I was curious to know, um, what does it mean to you? Oh, so I I thought about this question, um, because one of the team members had sent it to me in advance. And um, first of all, I think it's one of the best taglines I've ever heard. Um, You know, I've worked in the creative world, the fashion world, um, with artists and branding and across a myriad of different industries for 20 years. So um, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, But I also love that by its very nature, it shifts what what we think about, you know, regarding the traditional beauty industry, which is, which is always focused on outward appearance, whereas this brings it to something internal, you know, having beautiful brains and, you know, that, is amazing to me, right? What, what, what highest ideal could we have is you know, beautiful intellectualism and uh, communications and brains. Um, but, you know, I've worked with you for so long, I actually really do think that it's a reflection of, of what the company is. Um, you know, there's brainy, you know, a brainy business, that is just sort of a thread that goes through everything in your business, you know, from the operations to the creative concepts and, you know, the project that the team creates. Um, so it's really awesome. I love it. And I love how you guys take advantage of technology and cloud computing too. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm as proud, as proud as I am of our work, right. The output, like the, you know, the videos and the, this and the, that I'm equally proud of, um, making a virtual, virtual business work, like all the infrastructure, all the process, um, you know, finding ways to have the team like, you know, actually do, do the process, right. Cause it only works if you participate. Um, it's takes time and, you know, we put a lot of time into it, but I'm super proud of that. Yeah. Technology vetting and implementation takes a ton of time. I mean, I love it myself, but um, you should be very proud because I think a lot of people set out with that intention and don't actually, um, they can't actually make it work. Um, and I think that's really a testament to your, your managerial style. Um, also, so kudos, Jody. 
Thanks, Justine. I love having You're you around. <laughs> well, thank I you for your time on our podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.